You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Well, a spirited show awaits you guys. Uh, let's see. What do we talk about? Do we get into SEMA? We get into your Lightning. We get into a couple of prices on some interesting cars. And the, and the Ford Indy engine that we like from back in the day. Yeah. Show you Strope shoehorning that thing into a 65 fastback Mustang. So lots of good uh, varied car talk. A update on my racing engine, my V8, sorry, V6 uh, Newman Nissan Turbo. Fin- finally, finally took delivery mm-hmm. of that thing after three years. First, betonline.ag. NFL, college, now MLB playoff action. Visit betonline.ag. Uh, take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Use the promo code PODCAST1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Matchups, week seven, you got Oakland and at Green Bay. You got Minnesota at Detroit, New Orleans at Chicago, Baltimore at Seattle, Philly at Dallas. We've got the uh, $500 in rewards to give out each week to five listeners and then 5000 bucks for a season-long charity contest. Join the conversation Shoot a tweet out with, uh, or read a tweet. Why not? At hashtag SportsNetChallenge. Let's see. My lock for this week is uh, San Fran at Washington. San Francisco at Washington. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Is Washington that bad? Yeah. I say 30 to 7. That's going to be the final score. All right. Uh, use the promo code podcast one, receive a 50% sign up bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. It should be going to get on. Welcome to CarCast, Madam Kroll. Let's meet the moderator, DeAndrea, Hello. over there. What's going on, man? Oh, busy. SEMA's coming up. There's so much stuff and building a truck and build, planning shows and podcasts and yeah. all kinds of stuff at SEMA. It's going to be busy. It's busy. It is, yeah. What do we... Uh, we think the Ring Brothers are going to bring something out there? I believe I believe they are. Uh, I'm, I think... Uh, uh, Dave Kindig's got a car coming out with a Lingenfelter motor in it, and I got a peek at the motor, and it's just, you know, it's a V8 small block, whatever, but it's got like an eight-stack injection on it. It looks real great, and mm. uh, I don't know if Foose is bringing that Jag or not, but he's been working on this Jag forever, like E-Type. We saw at the Portland Museum of Speed or whatever the... World of Speed. World, World of, of Speed. Speed. Um, we saw a lot of indie cars, vintage indie cars, and they had that twin cam Cosworth or Offy or Ford, yeah, Ford, Ford made it. It must've been Ford probably made it with, uh, Cosworth or something like that. But it's, uh, big bank V it's a V sorry, V eight with the injection, mm-hmm. probably Hillborn or something. And it's a, I guess it's a four cam motor yeah. and it had the plugs going in the center. And I just thought. That's such a cool lump. Yeah. And I feel like the, I, they made a few of them. A lot of those indie cars all ran them back yeah. in the early 60s, probably, mid-60s. Um, Not an easy car engine to find. And and if you remember years ago, uh, Steve Strope built a really nice-looking Mustang 
uh, it had a lot of vintage kind of uh, influences on it, and it was like a sixty-five. It was like a white sixty-five Mustang, and he had that yeah. like indie engine in it. He and, built a kind of Martini and Rossi kind yeah. of vibey sort of a you know it had that kind of Martini. Porsche kind of color scheme with a Euro, yeah, whatever. And a good example of taking a good, what I believe is probably the, we always talk about the jumping off point. Uh, the best American jumping off point to me was the fastback Mustang, you know, 64 and a half, 65, yeah, 66. That, that's, the, that's the best jumping off point. Mm-hmm. And then what you do after that is you go all Euro on it after that. So it kind of becomes like a singer in a weird way, like a singer Mustang. Yeah. And he, he that's what stroked it. He did a great job it. with it. I, I think at the time he was saying, look, you know, we did it and it's – it's a cool piece and it runs fine, but it wasn't particularly torquey, the engine. So it wasn't, you know, it didn't feel incredibly fast off the line, but I'm sure it started making power after that. But but a cool idea, just merging, you're right, merging a little bit of that racing and Euro influence and uh, into that car. But I remember that being a cool piece. Did uh, Max Pat, can you find that uh, stroke? Uh must have been a 65 or 66 uh, Mustang. Yeah, it's it's white. It's out right there. The You'll recognize it. But I, I can't remember looking in the engine bay. Yeah. And, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, he had it here. I don't even remember if we shot a video with it. but He did have it here. He I do remember here, that. And we, and we did look at the engine. He was telling us about it. And I remember and, uh, Bodie had a four-camera. But, yeah, no, his wait. Is, his, his is, is a Hemi big, or yeah, something, his, right? His is the big Ford, uh, the 427, like, sock engine. Right. Yeah, the Mario Andretti engine kind of deal. I, there was the owner, he was building it for a, a customer, and the customer had, like, one or two of these engines, and he was just like, I want that in that car. Mm-hmm. You come up with the rest. Yeah. And he came up with, a, you know, the that owner picked, like, a 69 or 70 body style mm-hmm. um, for that for that motor, but... Uh, but the car came out fantastic, and I think there was a big – Bodie had like a big debut at SEMA with Mario Andretti and, and whatever with this engine. But, um, but yeah, the Indy engine is small, and the engine Bodie uses like a big like 427. Yeah. We're say, looking at a picture of Strobe's car. Yeah. Looks good. Has a knockoffs. It's, 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 it's basically just make it look Euro, essentially. But I'm wondering if we can find the picture of the engine, and there yeah. it is. What? Is that is that what I was talking about? Yeah, that is, and it's weird in that car. It's a uh, cool piece, though, man. Yeah, it really is cool. It's a very sort of spread, super can, spread. Can, you know, like there's there's nothing in the valley. There's no intake. It looks like where you would normally have an intake or even stack a supercharger on it. It's just it's just blank. You could literally take a tray from a cafeteria and just <laughs> set it down in the middle of the engine and it would just sit there. It wouldn't block anything. Yeah. Wouldn't there'd be nothing under it. Get some hot dogs and some tinfoil. The intake is on each bank in the middle of each bank. That's why it has a it, it has a great look though. Right? Yeah. And you see what he did because it, it he it's got an eight stack injection that points outwards like like off the valve covers, if you can imagine on a on a regular push rod engine, 
And then uh, he's got, you know, maybe six-inch velocity stacks on it with screens on it. And then he's running two tubes off the front just to get a little cold air. Right. You know, there's no box because it wouldn't right. look as cool. Right. But just to get a little bit of air in there. It's just a cool design. It's just a cool piece. That is Man, in the Mustang department, I don't know if it, it gets is much, inventive. It much, is cool. much cooler than that. Yeah. And that engine is shoehorned in there. And and you can see, like, I like that it's very minimalistic. minimalistic. It's not like huge shrouds and all the dress-up pieces over the engine and the engine compartment and everything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's very raw. And I don't know, like, I always like that car. One of my favorite cars that Steve did. Got a nice email sure. from Pete Brock. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, he just did kind of open house or car show or something. He's been posting pictures. I think he did like a car show over at his Aero Vault headquarters. You can... Uh, <laughs> What's Pete saying? I don't know. Max Patty, you can get my phone and, and figure it out. He sent me <laughs> email last like, night. Is it 14 pages? <laughs> it's it's lengthy. <laughs> yeah. He can type. Yeah. He's uh, chatty. I like Pete. You know, it's weird. Everyone gets angry with me. I just asked a friend of mine uh, if they wanted to get uh, drinks, and uh, I just wrote her, and then I just put in the subject line, drinks soon, question mark, and then I sent it, and she's like, oh, that's all you got to say? And it's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, don't, I don't have that much more yeah. to say. I'm up, yes, and then we'll talk. We'll, we'll go to <laughs> drinks, and that's, then and we'll then talk. And then we'll have the conversation, right? right? Yeah. It does work on Chris Morgan. You say, like, drinks soon he's like sunday at two right you're like done there's four words in the whole you could there's a date plan like, yeah, yeah i mean i could add words. how's it hanging <laughs> yeah but we'll, he'll get to that at the while drinks. we're having drinks yeah yeah we don't he's need to do that it. we don't need to do that through uh text all right uh i think <laughs> right. it's brock asking me where no when no safe spaces is coming out yeah so uh this the subject line is no safe spaces Adam, pardon me for being clueless about your No Safe Spaces movie, but what happened to it? I have such great admiration for everything you put forward in terms of our screwed-up educational system and this millennial generation, but wonder how I could have missed seeing this movie. You seem to be the only voice of sanity in this world, and I want to know about and I want to know more about why this movie didn't get the coverage it deserved. Did you get the half mill you were looking for, or was there some sort of quiet suppression? All the best, Peter. I think he's talking about for the uh, crowdfund. Um, I don't know what we did in the the crowdfunding, but I do know we made the movie. Yeah, and I do know it's coming out on the twenty fifth in Phoenix. I think, and we're gonna I'm gonna go there on Thursday and screen it, and then um, then it's coming out. It's going to be rolled out. So I just wrote Pete back and told him it's, it's coming out. Yeah, like it's good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's good, dude. And he's, uh, by the way, you think I'm driven nuts by young idiots? <laughs> Pete Brock's got to be going out of his gourd because I'm, Pete Brock's 25 years older than me and really knows what it's like, like oh, when, yeah. when we used to be able to do things in this country and young people did things and everyone wasn't such a puss. I, it's funny you mentioned that. And the funny, the email with Pete Brock is last night, I just watched the Mule, Clint Eastwood's mm-hmm. movie. And uh-huh. in the movie, like he made the movie when he's eighty nine, and in the right. movie he plays a ninety year old right. drug smuggler, drug right. mule. And the whole movie's fantastic. Cause the whole time he's just like, "Ah, you kids today!" And he's like, "What's with the phones all the time? You're looking at your phone." And he's like, and the you know the guys are like, "Do you know how to text?" He's like, "Yeah, I 
text all the time. And he leans on the one Mexican guy and goes, how do you get the numbers to come up? Like he's just – all of it is just like throughout the whole movie, he's just kind of a – Well, that's going to be me, but in, in like 16 months. Uh, he's Pete Brock. The movie uh, – you can go to nosafespaces.com if you want to uh, find out when the movie's coming out. But it's coming out. It's good. And uh, that's the good news. And maybe we'll uh, turn the tide a little bit. Um, all right. What are you working on? What are you driving? What's new? Yeah, there's a, there's a, a couple things. Obviously, we're getting the, the, the truck. I'm getting my truck ready for SEMA. Goldberg's getting his Dodge Challenger ready for SEMA. And he's in Wisconsin test driving it now with the guys at Dodge and Speed Core. Mm-hmm. And Speed Core that builds his car built the Kevin Hart car. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's doing two versions. Um, the one at SEMA is a Dodge Challenger with a 4.5 liter Whipple supercharger. Oh, God, that's a, the supercharger that's the size of the supercharger is four and a half liters. It's, it's, it's a thousand horsepower. Jesus. And then his he's doing a charger that's twin turbo that's going to be 1500 horsepower. And they're testing all these engine builds and turbo kits right now this week. Uh, but the lightning went to paint, and it was, you know, I, I got into it earlier this week on the show, but what a shit show getting it there and blew a tire on the trailer and and the whole thing. So uh, uh, it's coming back from paint probably as you're listening to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys uh, did a great job, blew the whole thing apart. Uh, the, the, took the bed off. Took the bed off. Everything actually touched up uh, the chassis while they were in there. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a fresh coat of black, four coats of clear, all color sanded, buffed, done, five days. Wow. I love <laughs> it when people work. And and they're like, we can't do it in five days. And now they're like, we can't believe we did such great work in five days. And they and they, they did a great job. And now we got three weeks to, you know, rush and get a custom brake kit made, which is being made on the East Coast and get that installed. And you got to pull out the interior and do all this hush mat sound ending and the stereo system and and all that. What, uh, Max Padam, maybe you can check. There's a 2000 Cobra R that was on Bring a Trailer that yeah. we we're looking at. Seemed to be getting good money, but I can't remember how many days are left on the... It's it sold. It's a little under the money. It's a little I, under. I think it's a little under the money. Somebody got a good deal on that. When did it sell? Uh, God, Two two days ago, as we're here sitting here now, I, mm-hmm. I can't be wrong. Fifty three thousand, fifty seven thousand. I thought it was somewhere in the fifties, which seems a little light, considering they yeah. made a few of those. But also, it's well, a, only three hundred. Yeah, it's a it's a Mustang for fifty grand. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm 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 with you. Fifty four or five. That's light for that car. What do you think that car should have I, sold I think for? It, I think it's probably in the high sixties, seventy thousand dollar range. And the ninety three Cobra R model, which they only made one hundred and seven of, uh, that sold for like a world record at Barrett Jackson for like one hundred and twenty thousand, which means two people wanted it. And right. I know the guy who bought it. He's like, yeah, I overpaid. I don't care. I love the car. I've got a bunch of these things, a whole mm-hmm. collection. Fit everything is collection, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, for him, it's just like seeing, you know, you see a Newman car. You're like, I feel like I should have it and 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 it'll be worth more one day. Um, yeah. So I felt like him paying 120000 or something for for the 93R model, which is a little more rare, I think that brings up this car a little bit. So I thought this car was well bought. Yeah, the, and it will probably make somebody some money. The 
uh, bring a trailer is, you know, stepped up and they're selling more expensive cars now. And I, I think overall it's been successful. I, I think as I've been looking at it and seeing some of the cars that sold and then some that haven't and stuff like that, I think, I think the grade I would just give it would be maybe a B or B minus yeah. in, 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 in terms of success. Uh, but that's good. They're branching out into that. I saw a car. I think you're always kind of looking at fluctuates a lot. The, uh, BMW Z8. Yeah. Uh, Roadster. Yeah. Um, I think one sold for a buck eighty, which is okay. a good good price for yeah, that car. Yeah, that is good price. Um, they they do move around, uh, but a buck eighty is sort of the high end for that. I, I, think, I think I think I've seen it at at like uh, a Barrett Jackson go a little more than that. But, but you, I was sitting see- next to a guy at Gooding and he paid like one fifty, one fifty five. Or even yeah, you've seen it go lower. You've yeah, seen it, I've go, seen it higher. go higher. Lo- All I'm saying is 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 Bring a trailer a good modality for selling a high-end car, and I think the answer is yes. Now, yeah. sort of depending on what the car is, but yes, I, I think I think it's a good platform. I think they build a good site, a good company. Um, for the most part, I really like the audience that participates in Bring a Trailer. Right. I always, when every time we've sold a car, or even purchased a car, I've enjoyed the banter and the conversation, and it's not it's not like crappy youtube commenters like it's fun it's it's real car guys and girls um and uh max apata you can uh bop around i don't know where i was sending you i think i was sending you to uh rm there's a i think there's an auction going off at the end of october in europe on the rm auction site or maybe yeah i think it was rm and they had a couple of our Jags that we liked, the 220 uh, Jags. <clears throat> oh, yeah, the XJ220. One, one in race trim and one not. I don't know if they have any estimates by those yet. Oh, it's like yet. Uh, RM, where's the auction? I don't know, like Monaco or something. No, somewhere Abu Dhabi? Switzerland. Abu Dhabi. Oh, is yeah. it Abu Dhabi? Yeah. Same place. <laughs> same, same, same. And what is it, like October 24th and 5th or something? Like end of October? Yeah. November. Oh, oh it's okay. not till- November thirtieth. Yeah. Oh, uh, that explains off. why they're still a little light on the descriptions and right. and details for some of these cars. Thirty days out is getting a little tight, but you know, yeah, uh, seven weeks out it's a little better. But yeah, there's an XJ220 race car. Mm-hmm. We don't know much about it. There's no description up there yet, but it's a cool looking car. And as you like to say, it's a cool looking car in race trim because it was such a good jumping off point to begin with. I, right. you know, we love the XJ220, the style of that car. And yeah, you could say, hey, on the street car, the wheels look a little dated, but in the race trim, it doesn't have that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I finally got my uh, V6 Nissan lump back. I got my, after, I don't oh, know, yeah, I two and a half, three years, I got my engine back that's going inside of Sean must have argued with him. Newman's <laughs> 86 GT1 uh, yeah. championship car. Um, so it's a little uh, small. It's probably a three liter V6 with a big turbo on it. And it's, yeah. Do you think they punch it out a little bit? I mean, we know it's three liter base. It's 300, but. You know, what's you know, what's weird. It's a little stroked or bored or something. It's got to be a little something. You know, what's an interesting. uh thing concept um when i was just looking at some specs 
on Newman's 280ZX, which would have the straight six in it. And Electromotive did one, a turbo, mm-hmm. famously won a lot of races. And Newman had a couple of turbo straight sixes. He had some straight six C production, naturally aspirated, you know, triple Weber, yeah. McCooney or whatever, side draft. And then there's some turbocharged ones. The turbocharged ones are 2.5. And the obviously it's a 280ZX. So if you bought the street going version of a car, it'd be a 2.8. Yeah. A 240, 2.4. 262.6 and yeah. now 28. And so there's a kind of part of you that's like, oh, they're going down yeah. in displacement. And I don't know. Uh, they know. I don't know. But they're, they're, they're not dumb. Like they're not cheating themselves out of displacement because they want to make less power. There's something that they're doing that yeah, has higher to do. RPM, right, uh, right. Faster ramp up in the RPM. Revving. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they're doing, they know what they're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so, uh, and I, obviously it all has to do with turbo and boost and, mm-hmm. and electronics and, uh, and, and, and all that management of electronics and fuel and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know that bigger is always better, at least back then when it came to turbos, especially when you hear about some of those uh, Lancias or Lancias or whatever it's like that yeah, yeah. or like, oh, it had a 1.9. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. they're, they're racing at Le Mans or, or 2.1 or whatever. And you're like, why 1.9? Like, yeah, why yeah. do they step it up a little? Yeah. And it's least, like, I, when you say that, I immediately think because they needed to be like an under 2.0 class of some sort, but maybe not. In that yeah. Case. And I'm not sure why the 2.5 in the Z, but I don't think they were trying to make. Now, maybe they said if you're going to have a turbo, you got to be two and a half liters or under. Maybe. Yeah. But it still seems weird that you couldn't just run the stock displacement on that car. But I, I, this, and they did have a turbo, a street going turbo 280ZX at the time. Who Mm -hmm. the hell knows what the rules are, but bigger isn't always better. And I think you might maybe three liters or under or 2.5 and under, depending on what the series is with the turbo, maybe the displacement top. And I don't, I don't know if, if your if your three hundred ZX engine that you got over there is sleeved or not, but you know just because of the nature of the age of the block and the fact that you've used an original block or one of the backup blocks, you know, uh, it to me it would be like okay, well at least it's bored a little bit unless they sl- knock a sleeve and put sleeve it again and get back to the to the right bore. But it's when they redo it, they want to bored a little bit you know and but i don't know if they changed the stroke or anything on that at all but uh i'm, I'm curious to know what it what it actually is you know it may yeah. it, it may be an insignificant amount but, you know what makes me the most curious um when the engine's all taken apart and the goddamn plenum is black yeah and it's all scratched up yeah send it out and have it powder coated yeah. before you put the engine back together yeah. i mean What's the cost though? Eighty bucks. Yeah, who, bucks? Who, who's going to pay that? Yeah, who's going to pay that? How much does the engine cost? 
45 grand. <laughs> okay, I, I so the 80 bucks, they think you're going to flip your shit over 80 bucks, 100 bucks. I don't know. They it's said it was like, $1,000 for powder coating. Like, it sounds a little high for powder coating, but go ahead and get it done on the $40,000 engine. But you're just putting the whole <laughs> thing back together. Why not just... The just guy dem- building it is staring at it going, this looks like shit. I don't, I, I don't, I don't get much of life, much of life. Now thoroughly confused. Yes. Or you may say to me, the plenum is, is kind of beat up, scratched up and dinged up. Uh, we're thinking about sending it out for powder coating. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, maybe they didn't have enough time. Maybe they didn't have enough time. It's <laughs> only been three that. years. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you about Castrol uh, Rewards. A chance to win a trip to go to Vegas to see me. How about that yeah. for uh, SEMA? Go to your local AutoZone. You'll be entered automatically when you purchase some Castrol. Use your AutoZone Rewards and be automatically entered to win. You get uh, three days and two nights in Vegas, and you'll meet me there in November. How about that? Castrol, how about that, Max Zapata? No purchase necessary to enter a win. Open a residence of the 50 United States, District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico. Must be 18 years or older. Sweet six valid to October 21st. Void where prohibited. See your local AutoZone store for more details. So what are you driving around? So we've been testing SUVs for a while. The big ones, the small ones, and I'm trying to get into more of the mainstream ones. Right now I'm driving an Acura MDX mm. A-Spec. So it's it's kind of the... Yeah, it's the sportier version with the blacked out wheels and stuff. But the MDX mm-hmm. is a three row mm-hmm. uh, Acura uh, SUV. It's like a 290 horsepower, um, and it's it's good. Like it's good. It's got all it's got all the good stuff. Like these days, it's all about power ports everywhere and cup holders everywhere and and uh, and CarPlay and Android support and you got to have all these bits in it and what I liked about it was essentially a split, split screen view so you can run your CarPlay app and see it in the upper screen and then below it still get your Sirius XM radio and your, your climate control. You don't have to keep switching back and forth. That's mm-hmm. definitely going to end up being the way of every car in the future. So you can keep both on the screen yeah. you know, at the same time. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's three row, these three row. It's academic with my Jag because it takes 10 <laughs> minutes for the screen to switch to whatever it is you're looking at. Yeah, so anyway, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> I've gone all the way down my driveway with the reverse camera on going forward down my, my driveway. It's just, everything's it just happened to me earlier. It's like you back yeah. out. You put it in drive, and you just you're trying to call somebody, but you have to sit there and yeah. wait for it to. Well, I just drove. I I drove a Range Rover as well, um, and the Range Rover, the Jags are using the same technology, and they did one of the things they did fix. Although there, it still is a slow kind of a buggy system. The infotainment system, as much as I like those cars and trucks, uh, when you f- flick it in reverse, the camera does go on right away, and. Uh, uh, how long it stays on, like what you're talking about, seems to be that time seems to be cut down. It seems to be much more efficient, so they're getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, they have some flaws, and as much as I love Infinity and Nissan, uh, uh, I've been driving the Acura MDX. Just picked up a Nissan Pathfinder. Haven't spent much time in it yet, but there's no CarPlay. You you, you got to go old school and use the Bluetooth and plug in your phone. Now it's a 2019. And we know the Infinity, the big QX80, some of the Infinities, they don't have it either. But Mm-mm. for 2020, they're having it. Mm. You know? Yeah, I talked to Ball Brian, who has a 
I think a BMW X3, and he basically said the CarPlay thing's a game changer. Yeah. I don't know what it is, although I have a lot of difficulty with my phone and the car and the interface and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But what is CarPlay? CarPlay is just is, – is when you, when you plug in your phone, it, it switches to – it can switch to Apple CarPlay, which Apple develops on their own. And then the car companies just offer support for it. So the car companies don't need a version of it. Apple does it. It's their software. And if you get a text message, it just pops up, and then you just hit a button, and it says, do you want me to read your unread messages? And it reads you the message, and mm. then you can hit reply and and use your voice, and, and it just sends the text message back. So it's a hands-free solution to text messaging. I can get Waze on there on the screen. I don't have to look at Waze on my phone. Oh, really? So the Waze is on the screen, or Apple Maps is on the screen, and... Uh, uh, your your phone calls are on the screen. Mm. Uh, you don't have to do the Bluetooth thing. Uh, you could you know now CarPlay only works with plugging it in. There's going to be a future version of it where CarPlay via Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, it needs the plug-in connection. But it's just fine. It just means it charges your phone. But you don't need to charge your phone and plug it in and then glue it to your dashboard. Right you know, now, you can you know throw it in the tray or whatever in the center. Right. Like, you don't need to access it. It's all on the screen. And it makes it, like, I, like driving up to to drop my truck off, and I, you know, you and I spoke, and I was like, the worst part is I can't get any work done. You know, like, I can't right. do anything. And even the text messaging, because so much of that work is text, mm-hmm. with CarPlay, at least I can do that. I can just keep my eyes on the road, hit the button on the steering wheel, send a text, get a text back, go back and forth. Um, and do a little bit of uh, that kind of work. So, and there's an Android version as well. I haven't used it, uh, but it's support for that. All cars basically have support for it now or will within the next year, except for Infinity and Rolls Royce. Hey, Max Zapata. <laughs> hey. Um, did we find out last week when we were looking at the. Um, God, we're looking up the V8 GT. On the Bentley, did we find out what the sticker was for that? I feel like we were talking oh, yeah. about we it a little. We didn't look up the price, um, but you were looking Conti- at yeah the Continental GT, yeah. but the V8 version. There's a V8 and a V12. I yeah, think. the V8, very sporty looking. But I was kind of curious what the uh, I'm going to say what the sticker was 150 for the V8 and 187 for the 12. I feel like Sounds about really... right. I'll go up to like uh, 161 for the V8 and keep the 12 at uh, 191. Let's see what the, what yeah. that that does. See. But uh, again, good looking, good looking uh, ride. So yeah. we got SEMA coming up. We do. Uh, ooh, NASCAR may be using hybrid technology. What do you think of that? You know, like sort of F1 Formula One esque type thing. They're they're saying. Soon, in the couple of years, they could be using hybrid technology. Their holdup right now is is if you go around in circles, not the road racing NASCAR, but the circles, mm-hmm. <laughs> the ovals. Right. How do you how do you charge a battery? There's no braking, really. You know, it's like oh, I a lot see. Of the, I see. The braking, yeah. which is a big portion of it, and then if you if you use that technology 
to accelerate or increase performance, where on the track do you use it? So it's not so much can they get hybrid technology. It's how do they make it exciting in a racing environment on an oval course? If everything you know, is, I don't know what if everything's Indy doing. If everything's right? equal, I don't care. Max Bad a price? Did you find a price for those cars? Yeah. So the Continental GTV8 starts at uh, two hundred one thousand. Oh, jeez. And then the uh, GTW12. Uh, that's two hundred seventeen thousand. Well, wow, little little price wow. share than we thought. It's funny; it's pricier than I thought, but but between the eight and the twelve doesn't seem like as big as I thought. Well, let me say this: of our price being more one sixteen versus two hundred, it doesn't make a difference to me because uh, of my tax bracket, and it doesn't make a difference to the motorator either, either because he doesn't have any money. <laughs> so for, for both of us. It's a non-issue. Yeah, it's kind of a rich man, poor man. Right? Yeah, Continental a, GT. I don't, a, I don't know. <laughs> the extra thirty-seven five doesn't make a difference to me, not, and for you, didn't phase me. Not at all. having a conversation not, didn't about. Didn't phase it. me in the least bit. Hey, I, I want to ask uh, Max Battle one quick thing <laughs> first. Um, there's a Volvo commercial that's out there now. A lot of mixed families I've been noticing. Got the black guy driving the car and the sort of half, yeah. half mixed uh, gal behind her. Little girl, she's looking out the window at the windmill, and it's like not moving, and wants like wind power or something like that. And at some point, he just like reaches to the dash and he presses like electric on on the screen, yeah, and it goes like full electric. And yeah. I'm curious, and I, I I like it. And and by the way, uh, in the SUV, the XC90 S- yeah, hybrid, Danny Two Sheets, Daniel Culson always drives a Volvo wagon, and he just got a newer one and and it, we've stated before the volvo stuff now looks good like yeah. it looks yeah, a little aggressive angular looks a little tough you know it used to be kind of weird and mm-hmm. soft and funky it used to be kind of like sob and now it's kind of angular and more muscular and whatever but i was curious i and and i'm still always on a quest for a car that can just be plugged in and just driven that way minus the thing well you got to run the gas engine with the thing and run mm-hmm. the whatever and I've I don't need to see the commercial Maxipad. I'm just curious: is that car plug-in? Does it have a plug-in? It's a plug-in hybrid, right? We, we drove one a little while ago. And, but what? How many miles can you get on the the plug? And can you just drive it on the plug? Like it drives me nuts. Where like you can't. You got to still. The engine's got to run the. Yeah, it's 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 disappointing. Um, as much as I li- really liked the new Volvo and the XC90, I did drive the hybrid version, and uh, the plug-in is I don't know, fifteen miles, eighteen miles, seventeen something like miles, that. seventeen miles. Yeah, it was it was what low, the, and then what the deuce, and then it can go into this hybrid mode, and then you can hit a specific button on the dash that says, "Hey, gas engine, go ahead and charge my battery." Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that. But yeah, as far as the plug-in portion of it, now you've got this extra step. This is what I don't like about the plug-in But I hybrid. still can't get from my house to this studio and home on just plug-in. No. And now you've got two steps. You've got plug it in at home and gas it up. Right. Right? Which is yeah. the whole point is the convenience, right? Like. Well, I mean, sure, the earth and the whole green and yeah, the whatever. Right. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good vibes yeah. commercial where the guy just yeah. pushes the. I don't know. We can watch the commercial. I mean, he, he pushes but, the button, then he goes 17 miles. And, I, then, the uh, girl, and then the little girl's upset again. I got news <laughs> for that dude. He ain't nowhere near 
a plug when he hits the when he hits the electrical. You do Geico, you'll find that commercial and show it to us. So he ain't gonna make it. That kid's gonna be devastated. Yeah. All right, our friends at Geico, everybody's got a to-do list. Maybe you're uh, taking your truck to get painted, putting mm-hmm. hush mat in there, getting the yeah. car audio installed. Well, you take that list, and if you want to save hundreds of dollars on car insurance, you can add it to that list. You don't have to do anything other than go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket— this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Go to Geico.com. In the commercial I saw, I don't think he was with his wife. I think it's just a brother driving alone. Oh, but this has like everything else. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and roll it. Then let's let's see how it goes. I can't remember. Or maybe they show the longer version online or something. Yeah, it's a little girl who's oh, yeah, just a little mixed race. She's staring at a... She's staring at a... She's blowing it. That goes pure. It's the pure electric, and she's happy. But they're in the yeah. middle of nowhere. He's got they're no going to die in go. the desert. No. They're going to die. As soon as she the, turned away, I went back in a gas. It's seventeen miles. <laughs> <laughs> they're in the middle of nowhere. They're not making it anywhere. Yeah, they I, better figure out a way to get a fucking extension cord to one of those windmills. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> I, I'm going to say the Volvo's probably smart enough to be like, no, buddy, you, you, you're done with the pure electric mode. You don't and think they're just going to die and be eaten by now. hyenas out in the desert? <laughs> no. But gonna... that whole commercial's like, oh, sweetie, you want to go to full electric? We'll go to full electric, which is fine, but you shot it in the middle of nowhere yeah, and got, you're not getting to the next gas you've station. You've got six and a half minutes in electric mode. <laughs> <laughs> Max Pata, do you understand that everything's a lie? It's all a lie. Yeah. It's all a lie. It's all good vibes. It's all fairy tales and pixie dust, but it's nothing. That family's dead in the desert right now. I know. I'm mm. looking mm. forward to seeing the end of uh-huh. that yeah. story. Next, I'm going to drive a RAV4 hybrid. This is what I, I buy my mom, a RAV4 hybrid. Listen, I'm going to- I told her the Bentley's out. I'm turning the corner <laughs> on the RAV4. Yeah. I'm starting to like the way those cars look. Yeah. And uh, this is not a plug-in hybrid, and because she's 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 the Clint Eastwood of of Phoenix, she's like, I don't understand that stuff. Why do I get? Do I got to plug it in? Mm-hmm. Where? What? What gas station has electric? And I'm right. like, you don't you don't have to do anything. You just drive it like normal. Right. Where does it get the power from? Like, right. You just you just fill it up with gas like normal. It's seamless. You'll never know the difference. Yep. You won't even feel it in electric mode. Yep. Yeah, show me, uh, show me the 2020 Rav Four yeah. loaded up Maxipata because uh, I think I've seen a few. They like they look pretty good now. Yeah, this is and you know it's got heated and cooled seats. You know in an Arizona, cooled? yeah, it's got the air conditioned seats. The Jag doesn't have cooled. No, no, it was supposed to. The guy on the phone told <laughs> yeah. me it did. The guy who delivered it told us it did. Oh, and then as right. he walked away, he's like, "I was just kidding." <laughs> <laughs> People don't know their business anymore. All right. You can uh, <laughs> check me out, Salt Lake City Wise Guys. That is uh, next weekend, October 25th, 26th, doing stand-up there. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. And go to adamcroll.com for all the live stuff. And check out No Safe Spaces coming out October 25th. Go to nosafespaces.com. And our comedy channel, youtube.com slash Adam Carolla. Matt, what do you got? 
Uh, just Seema, uh, you and I will be in the K&N Filters booth, possibly with Patrick Dempsey and Keanu Reeves and Patrick Long, Porsche driver, Tuesday morning at K&N. And then uh, uh, Wednesday morning uh, with Hot Wheels in the Magnaflow booth doing another pod. Check us out. Come by. Say hi. And until next time, it's Adam Carolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.